what's going on this is Romy Mac and welcome to the hundredth episode I say that again the hundredth episode of two cents we have finally made it here I appreciate everybody that's been along for the journey we are just getting started quality was gonna get better I try to be funnier try to be more knowledgeable of the topics that we speak on the things that we say out of our mouth and just also give you guys the truth of how we feel on things I want to say a couple words of just appreciation for everybody that has been involved with the whole two cents movement from the start like September of 2016 yes the beginning of 2016 I believe is when I started doing this podcast and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but along the way, I've learned a few tactics of just how to be more professional, how to articulate myself a little bit better, how to coach things along and just try to give you know, a, a, that profession, give better professionalism within the show. And from the start, it's always been my team, my crew from my Air Force days and just we're just family all together now. But of course, Deacon Balls or Karoon Bay and then course his lady sugar booger better known as ebony and then in just folks from the start i cannot couldn't start the show off without talking about my dog joe hopefully everything's good with you bro man i miss you man marquise doing the show with me darius pops from doing the show uh carla doing the show i believe Joni did the show one time there's so many people that have been affiliated if i didn't say your name you know that you love and i just appreciate everybody that's been a part of that this i mean today's show I mean, I might do some slight reflecting on just the past two years and just how far we've come as a as a team doing this thing. It's been times where I really wanted to give up on this, but I decided to stay with it. And just the team itself, you know, just being just being there with all of us working together and just wanting just wanting to keep me going. There are times where like I won't feel like doing the show and then everybody be like, What time is the show? It's just like, yeah, so we're doing it. So you just gotta find that drive and continue to work with it. So I appreciate my sister for doing that, love her for doing that, and that's pretty much all I got for now. So we'll go ahead and just bring bring the team on, and of course, being on the show, I got, I'll start with the lady of the show, Sugar Booger, what's happening? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deacon Balls, Reverend. Reverend, Reverend Balls. Yeah, yeah, and of course, our ongoing guest being on the show, Roberto, what up, bro? Hey, man, good to be here. Good deal, good. I appreciate you being here, man, for the Hunter show. So we'll just open up with uh, a few things that have happened recently. I don't know. That, yeah, we hadn't had a chance to discuss it since it happened. But this whole Jordan Wood thing with that card with the Kardashian. She, she was caught kissing Chloe's boyfriend. The social media world and the news. I, yeah, apparently that's more important than anything else that's going on in the world. So the news outlets have decided to flood with that information. And I just want to know why is it it's such a tragedy when something is done to the beloved Kardashian sisters. When indeed, if I'm not mistaken, Chloe was fucking around with rapper Trina's boyfriend, Kenyon Martin, at one point in time. And nobody, nobody said shit. Nobody called her a home record, none of that shit. But I digress. But I'll let Ebony, what was your what was your thoughts when you saw this story being like pressed so I guess so much in the news? Um, this is my first time hearing this, but I mean, this is celebrities we talking about, man. They pass each other around. I mean <laughs> that's the way I see it is. They all mess with each other one way or another, taking you know, females dating this other chick's guys or guys, vice versa. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. You know, it, it happens. It's it's not nothing new. You know, you always hear about a celebrity male or female with somebody else's guy or girl. So, 
Uh, <laughs> All right, Birdo, Birdo, and we'll, we'll go with you. What, 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 what was your thoughts on that? What do you even think about it then? I mean, it doesn't surprise me. The media is always just like talking about whatever they feel is going to sell the most. If it's a tragedy, they talk about that. They'll talk about the shit out after like a week or two and move on to the next thing. Like, right now, this is like the hot thing, apparently. But yeah, like, whatever gets clicks or views or whatever, just whatever gets eyes onto their website or like, that's all they care about. Doesn't matter if it's really important or not. As long as it gets people uh, looking at their shit, that's all they care about. Yeah. I mean, uh, in all honesty, the child is 21 years old. I'm not excusing that behavior, period. But if we're to, if we're actually having the, the conversation about it, she's 21 years old and she knew what she was doing and she just did she did wrong. She did wrong. She, she got caught up in some shit. That's really what it was. She was sober. There's something that probably she was on her mind. He was an attract. He was an attraction. He was a temptation, and she fell to temptation. And that's pretty much it. There are a lot of us that are so. What 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 I want to uh, the highlight about the whole scenario is the people that are defending like Chloe's honor in the process. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like they're on they're they're on social media, bro. Like on Instagram, somebody taggy says. Uh, home home wrecker. <laughs> Tag the girls a hashtag home wrecker. And <laughs> it's, it's like, yo, she's 21 years old. Are you kidding me? Uh -huh. This shit won't matter in, in a week. Chloe will have a, a new basketball player who she has ruined their career. Yeah. Glory. Which one was her list with James Harden in one point? Her. That's celebrities. That's celebrities. Exactly. It's her. That's the one that was dating that guy, uh, that guy, and she was like, uh, not even 16 yet, right? No, wrong sister, nigga. Whatever. Well, all I'm saying is that, like, let's just not. Let's. Why are we getting so defensive about these damn celebrities? And we'll get in. Matter of fact, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. That's gonna lead into the next topic about defending celebrities. Uh, also, this week we had Michael. Michael's documentary released Sunday. I watched it, and uh, let me tell you something. I mean, I'm gonna tell you like this. I am one of the biggest Michael Jackson fans of all time. I will claim that one right there. I will claim that one. I know a, a lot about Michael's music from childhood till now. And I I don't only know his music. I don't know Michael personally. I do know that it's very weird that a grown ass man thinks that he is a child. I think that is a mental disorder. But as far as <laughs> I listen, you if you're if you're 45 years, no, he was 40 at the time. I think he's like 40, 35 years old. What more of a childhood do you need? That's 21 to age 35. I'm sure you could have had a childhood with drinking and shit. You could have had Neverland Ranch with alcohol and whatever you want at that point in time. How long? Childhood is not that damn long. Okay, childhood. <laughs> childhood. This is how he was raised. He never had a childhood for one. It was something that he always longed, and he never got that. So he's still, uh, uh, you know, uh, music and stuff. Yeah. So, of course, it's, he's, he's, he's going to be in that type of, it's like he was always kept in that type of mind frame growing up. Ebony. Ever, I, I, that's what I think. All right. Okay. Okay, Ebony. How long does childhood need to be? No, I don't know. Shit. 
I'm not saying that it needs to be long. What I'm saying is how he, if you've been raised, yeah, yeah, your mind, your state of mind is you know gonna stay that way. He, how the fuck you he? Know? So like he's always been that to where yeah he he's has this childhood like mine. How and he's always been like that. Maybe listen. some you know that his family just never addressing how uh, how in a, the fuck. Trying to, you know, fix or something because they always felt that he could sing and do music and that's all he needs to do. We don't care if there's something else going wrong with him. All right. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's kind of like you know when you have say for example if your kid has like I don't know I don't know I never met anyone say like any or something like that mm-hmm. right. This denial phase, he'd be like, oh, all they need is a good ass whooping because they're doing this that, and the other. But you're in denial about how your child is, and we're saying if they are developmentally delayed or something like that but you don't want to admit it and you just try to make everything be as normal as possible but at the same time this person is still their mind is still elsewhere like you know they're still stuck in that childlike state of mind mm. okay Gavin, listen here michael turned 21 according to the date that we have 19 he's born 1958 born, mm-hmm. he's born august 29th 1958 his first album by himself came out in 1979 which is off the wall and i will debate that off the wall is better than thriller we'll get into that later at a later time but his first album came out at 21 that's 21 years old okay 1993 was when he had his first case that was brought to our attention that he was supposedly molesting little boys how long is your fucking childhood? You don't need listen. Your your childhood really is about what is what do you call it? I don't know. Let's from what you can remember. Let's go five. Let's go age five to about age seventeen. All right. How many years is that? Twelve. Twelve years. Yeah. About, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't do math problems in my head, but yeah. He's twenty-one years old, and he's just gonna start his childhood. He's a Toys R Us kid, is what that is, man. He didn't want to grow up. Like I said, he could, he could still, he could very well may have been developmentally. You could still be developmentally delayed, but you'd be a good ass singer. You mm-hmm. could still, I mean, there's a possibility that there just was some, something was missing with him. I don't want to say wrong because you know I, that that's the wrong term out. That's the wrong thing to say. But for real though, it's where he's always had this state of mind where even I read about it with um what is it you know Macaulay Culkin was saying how it was with him like they were best friends and you know how he was he was like that you know like a child mm-hmm. you know so I mean I'm just saying there's a possibility that there's something more deeper to in it that that more deeper than Michael Jackson than we know I am not going to. A genius. He was a great artist, but there was something else that there's a lot more to it that we just don't know. I'll tell you, I'll say this. I'm not. That I'm not going to dispute. I don't know enough whether whether or not he touched a little boy or anything like that. I'm not able to say that shit. But it is still. And I'm not sharing a bed with the little boy. That's parenting right there. Parenting. I don't. What the fuck you mean that my son is sleeping in the bed with Michael Jackson? No, I no. He ain't never had a childhood. Yeah, he no. he never had a childhood. That's okay. He he had a and father. Child, and my child ain't standing no celebrities. We all stand tonight. The whole damn family is gonna come over there. Oh, you need to watch. You need to watch the documentary because that's what happened. Oh hell no! They <laughs> everybody you stayed at. Man, you got a you got a big ass mansion. We having our own suite. 
Yeah, and that's what the fuck Michael did. Apparent, according to this, according to what they're saying in this documentary. And, I, and let me get back to that. Let's get back to this whole documentary shit. There was Wade Robinson. If we've seen uh, You Got Served, he's one of the guys that were like the, um, he was like a judge in and You Got Served at the end. And he's a good he's a good dancer, and he learned a lot of his moves watching Michael, and obviously hanging around Michael, according to this documentary. But these things happen, mm -hmm. and then I learned after watching the documentary the next day, watching the video, like the news coverage. Apparently Wade had denied, and when it went in court, he said Michael did not touch him. But now all of a sudden, there's information about Wade Wade saying that he was touched by Michael. Mm -mm. So. Mm -hmm. Somebody's not telling the truth. Somebody show in. You know is what this? They can pay the money. It's just stupid. People take money to lie, yo. Like I'm not to lie. If he does it, don't take money. You don't have fucking morals, man. You know what it is? It's just a, it's an end all. They put that documentary and they were offered money to say that he touched them, and so they was like, "Okay, I'm gonna say that so I can get some money." I mean, it. We're going to do a documentary and I want you to say this. If you say this, I'm going to give you this amount of cash. So, and what me and Jeff was talking about earlier when we were just, like discussing topics and shit. We don't know. We don't know shit about, like, all, all we know are, are these entertainers for their music. That is it. That's all we know them for. I'm not, I'm not here to de debate whether or not Michael touched these people. I want to see substantial evidence of them, of these, of these kids apparently being mol molested by Michael. What can how can it be proven? This whole thing, this whole mess is just you know when people really are having you know being molested and stuff, it makes it so harder for them when it comes to coming out because of situations like this. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it takes a lot more. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't come out. A lot of them never come out and will hold it to their grave because of this shit. It takes it takes a lot for a man to come out and say he was fucked by by somebody. You know what it, I'm saying? It does. It's because we have this stigma that only men mess with little girls. It's never uh, men messing with other boys or men or women uh, molesting boys. It's always men on girls. Yeah. It, We've all been conditioned uh, to think that way. And it, it brings me to uh, what's that, uh, this Facebook post that, that I saw, which is kind of, I, I hate it. It's so stupid. So they were saying, hey, you need to teach your little girls never to sit on a man's lap. And uh, Tom, I, it doesn't matter if it's their daddy or their granddaddy. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That don't make any damn sense whatsoever. Now, if I didn't trust my daughter around no motherfucker first time, he ain't gonna be in the, she ain't even going to be in the same room as him. Uh, nah, not all parents. Hey, the said these motherfuckers be like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, hey, I'm with my son, Michael Jackson, and I heard you. Oh, this shit don't make sense to me, man. So, it's gotta be common. It's like it's like they pretty much holding their kids out. Yeah, very much so. So, so Roberto, man, I want to know you. I want to know your thoughts on this this whole scenario, man. Based, I don't know if you have seen the show, but uh, yeah, what was what were your thoughts on it? I haven't seen the show, but I have heard like over the years about all this Michael Jackson stuff. And yeah, like it's it's shady. Like like there is some evidence that says that someone says he did it, but then like it's also like the parents like, what the fuck are you doing, letting your kid around this person that you don't even know? Yeah, maybe you're a fan of his music and stuff, but like you don't know the guy, and like why are you letting your your child near the stranger? Pretty much, and but yeah, like um, I don't know, but like it, like Jeff said, like people will see a place shit just for money. 
And some people think celebrities just can't do no wrong. All right. And so we've gotten that part. We get- people have. They think this is a celebrity. Can't nothing go wrong with this famous person. I'm going to entrust my kids with this person. If it really did happen, this is how people are. And they say, oh, this person is on this high pedestal. There can't be nothing. There ain't nothing wrong with letting my kids sleep in the bed with this person. Are you serious? And then even if, that, if the guy is absolutely doing it, like, just because he is famous, people will deny that he's not doing it. Because yeah. they want to believe that this famous person that they like is a good person. Just because, mm-hmm. like... I think it'll, it's part because they'll reflect on, on part of them, like, oh my god, I like this person that's doing this, or what's wrong with me? So, like, they'll deny it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I want to get into another aspect of this thing, and that is what, we, what I mentioned earlier about defending celebrities. Because if people... They go on like I'm oh, in a social media, a social media forum where like they know these individuals, like people that will downright def- the defend the R. Kelly thing, who will defend the, like this this Michael Jack this Michael Jackson thing, and all that, and like saying like yeah about money, and I can it's not far off to say that it's not far off to say that this thing is about the clear clear case that you can see this is about money, but I mean it's just like a lot of people they really get defensive and shit about their their, their artists. And they just feel like they know them, but we only know them for their music. So it's not, it ain't my place to be like, there's no way in hell Michael did this shit because I don't fucking know him. I don't know, no, I don't no. know fucking Michael Jackson. He, I, I would never think that Michael Jackson would share his bed with a little boy, but as we see, he doing that shit. My thing is, he's gone. That too, yeah. I mean, we nothing about it now. He's yeah, it's not, he's not really here to defend himself and. Oh, he's gone. The game didn't do nothing about it now. He's gone. Yo, it's just for money, man. It's just for money. Yeah, and... So even if he did, he was something to them. And what I now. find, what I find he wild... He did his entire life trying to... Yo. Like this. They spent years trying to get him in jail for this stuff. Like, one case after another, another case after another, another case after another, and then it's just like, all right, it's over. And then when you look at it, like, the man died from, like, pill popping and shit, so he's just... Pretty much he overdosed. He said he was he's tired of stuff. When you watch the interview, he just said he's just tired of everybody. That's how he was. To the fucking end. He was running around dancing and shit for him. It was all cool and then They can't make no more money off of him, so this is the way they make money off of him. Slander. I was just like, man, shit's crazy. It is crazy. Motherfucker was going on tour until he died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was about to reveal a lot of information that was that's, that was going on in the in the industry and i i think that is another reason why he was taken off but that's another conspiracy that's for another conspiracy show yeah we're starting to like the actual topics that we did come to uh, come to talk about and the first one i'm and let jeff jeff i'm gonna let jeff lead the way with this one because i got the idea of doing it from from him really so jeff i must i'll speak i'll you know i'll give the the first like the the question for it but i'll let you kind of kind of take the lead with this one man but it's like so we were talking earlier and jeff had brought it to me he was you know we were watching a dj vlad interview and tk kirkland was up there and he was discussing about some things about women and like why some why do some women feel the need to say that you don't you don't need a man so jeff i'll let you i'll let you have that one bro Asian women or fucking Indian women or Arab women saying they don't need a man. 
Because you didn't see it from like a lot of fucking black women. And, and then when they say that, you look at it and you like, well, a lot of these kids that don't have fathers are going to jail. They being killed. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Because they, no, they ain't got no fucking father figure. And you, you hell bent on saying it. They'll be like, they don't need no man. And then you turn around and the fucking kids are in jail and shit. Or they getting killed and shit. Or, you know, some something like that in that manner. Like, if you didn't need a man, would have been better off. You know what I'm saying? Your kids want to be the way they are. And they'll say something like, well, the men are in jail. Well, there's plenty of black, like, black men or regular men out here who ain't in jail. You chose a motherfucker that was headed down a path to go to jail. So, you know, I think that's kind of on you when it comes to that, like, perspective. It, it's just dumb, man. Like, you pointed out that, like, black women be the first ones to say they don't need a man. You don't hear, like, you don't hear a bunch of, like, white women and all that saying they don't need that. Well, rich white women said it because they started feminism. So, it makes sense. Ugly white women are the ones you, don't you say that? Well, no, it's not. It's black women. Oh, 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 rich white woman can say it because she don't need no fucking. She got money. That's what we're talking about. The ones that think naive sees saying that are like the ones that are ugly from the white women. They don't necessarily rich, but they usually are ugly. Well, yeah, that too. All right. But if you try, if you try to use that excuse and you don't need a man, that's okay. Let me. I'm going to interject on that that statement. As far as like. On the, only the black women are saying that they don't need a man. In my experience, I've actually heard outside the black community and actually from the Hispanic community that, you know, uh, don't need a man, that you want a man type thing. And I see, I get it. I get it in hindsight saying like you don't need a man. Like it's the same thing Like we don't need a woman, but you know love is love and if you're into if you're a straight person and you're into the opposite sex then yes that's just what you you know it's what you want and yeah. it's the way you yeah. express yourself I like then if you don't need, if you're a woman and you say that but what what I'm saying is that you know I just think it's just people. I won't necessarily put it to race. It is it is very common though, coming from like I'm not I'm not disputing that, but I'm not gonna put it like it's solely on black women that they're the only ones that are saying that they don't need a man. But it is a lot. Always. I've heard it from all kinds of different women. But yeah, you yeah. Know what some people say, if it's all black women, are you always around black women? That's and yeah. yeah you from a lot of black women. Right, right, right. Yeah, I've seen, I've heard, I've heard white women say it too. I've heard white women say that they don't need a, need a man.
And she sure don't need one. But we're still fake like she got me. Oprah still. So, okay, all right. Any any celebrity, any person with money, who has gotten to a level of success and they've been by themselves, will tell you that there's more to life than just having money. For that matter, because right. it's like not having having a lot of money is not going to keep you feeling safe or warm. And, I, and I'm not saying that that's the reason why a woman needs a man. But I'm just saying, like, again, that feeling you have same same for us. You know what I'm saying? It'd be nice to have somebody that's there for you at the end of the day, somebody that you're working towards, like again, having a family. That's what really that's about work. You work hard for all this wealth to celebrate with who? your family, the you know, people that you love, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you, for, for someone to say, okay, like, and it is my thing, for the women that do say that shit, <laughs> you don't need a man. Tell somebody that you don't need him and see how long they stick around. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you don't need it, even if you don't need me, clearly, you don't need me. But the point I'm trying to make is that when you tell somebody that you don't need them and then they, and then they disappear, who's that to blame? You wanted to be by you 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 basically established that you're by yourself. You're by yourself. You want to be by yourself. I'm not saying that again. I'm not saying that you do need me. But if you make me feel like you don't need me, then what the fuck am I around for? Yeah, yeah. Period. That's anybody. I don't give a fuck if that's a man, if that's a woman. If you feel like the need to tell me that I don't need you, then you think that's gonna want me to stay around? No, I'm not staying for that shit. You have to make people feel love, man. You gotta give love, show love. You know what I'm saying? That's my thought on on that whole thing. As far as like you feeling like you don't need a woman, I get you. That's great. You can do things by yourself. No, and, all right. That's all. That's all well and good. But now what? Now what happens? Now what happens? You got everything by yourself. Who are you gonna share it with? So like on the flip side, I've heard like some stories about like guys that like became millionaires like in their early in like in their twenties and thirties and stuff, and they're paying like escorts just hang out with them. just you know again that's just our thoughts on that shit of why do yeah why some women feel the need to say that i mean like i i just think you can have that thought in your mind and you can know that just don't voice that shit that's how no. i see it just don't voice that shit You mean there's no good men. You didn't want them. You wanted to be the man. That's fine. You want to be the man. I got something. 
do for y'all guys. I got something. Go, I got a question. Go ahead for our guys. Don't flip this, huh? Go ahead, go ahead then for our for our guys. So this is kind of stemming from a conversation I had earlier this week. I ain't gonna call him out. He knows me. So why is it that when some guys, I'm gonna ask this for guys. I try to speak on the ones. So why is it that you go from one bad relationship to another? You get with like these crazy people, right? Sometimes don't you? Do you ever think that? Maybe instead of just hopping from one relationship to the other, it would just be best to stay by yourself for a while. So, you know, just kind of, I don't know, how, what's the right word to say? Just detox. To detox. Huh? To detox. Because that's toxicity is what yeah, you're talking like, about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Because I, I was speaking to someone and it was like, you know, I was like, hey, you keep running into these crazy girls. And you call and you got, they took your money. They helping them took your money. Well, I said the whole, the whole, because yes, in my opinion, if you get mad at a man and you take his money that he gave you for rent and spent it somewhere else, you're not a grown woman, you're a hoe. So aside from that, if you do something that petty, like you constantly getting with these women that do shit like this to you, like they get mad at you and then they go and they blow your money or something stupid and then they want to kick you out because they pissed off. I'm like, why? Why do you keep running to these women instead of just, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to stay on my own and do for myself. I'm just going to do me and, you know, stack my paper up, whatever. Do what I got to do to take care of myself. But instead, you keep running to these crazy ass girls. Like, I don't understand it. from a bad relationship to another bad relationship if the same thing keeps happening you have to look in the mirror that's really what it is yeah. there's something from your past that that has fucked fucked you up mentally and you keep attracting that very same thing you're giving off that very same vibe to somebody else is what's happening so you yeah you you there there has to be change made about you there's something you're doing there's something you're giving off and you have to be cognizant 
of this thing and work towards it. Admit that you're toxic too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people have a lot of pride and they don't want to admit that that they definitely deal with toxicity. Because uh, we have a lot of PTSD growing up in in our families. There's some there's some shit that we went through that fuck that has fucked us up mentally, and we are dealing with it even to this day. And we don't, some of us don't realize it. I've realized what stuff I've gone through with my own family, which has then transferred over to the relationships that I've been involved in and how, and, and how I move with them. So it's just like, you, you have to, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be grown about the situation and figure out, okay, how am I going to fix this and how can I be a better person? So yeah, what Ebony stated as far as like taking time to be by yourself, to better yourself so that you can be a better person in a relationship, that is the exact Exact what you want to do, and yeah, uh, so out of all those toxic relationships, the one constant is you. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta man up, woman up, and say, hey, this shit is me. I gotta fix this. Ebony, thank you, thank you for that. Appreciate, appreciate that. Just gonna go straight into the the your two cents questions that we have. So first one comes from uh, from Rico out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Appreciate you, Rico, being a fan of the show. Who is one of the baddest? female celebrities jeff man go ahead man who's a bad like a bad female celebrity like who's who looks who looks really good to you you still talking about felicia, felicia rashad back in 1983 Biscuits and shit and came back big. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, big Riri. I'm not saying big Riri. I'm saying big Rihanna. Big Riri. I saw them down Carnival pictures. I was like, good lord. You you fuck with you fuck with Rihanna? Um, me. Who? Rihanna, you can have my husband for a couple of days. It's no caution. You know, I, I you know who I really you know who I think is really really bad though, man. Honestly, a bad motherfucker. That girl, she's Afro Latina, dark skin. Amara from like Love and Hip Hop Miami, I bet uh, that one that Usher was fucking with, that be wearing the afro. Yeah. I don't know these football balls. No, I don't watch the show. I don't know. Well, I mean, you'll hear about. You may hear about, but she bad though. She's like she's that's one that is one bad individual right there. Of course, what's the girl Dasha, whatever from Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she yeah, I like that thick body shotty. Yeah. Yeah, Joy Taylor, Joy Taylor from Undisputed, and now the Colin Hurd show. Yeah, yeah, that is. Oh, and then, she, and then chocolate African girl that played in Black Panther. <laughs> there was a lot of chocolate African girls. You talking about Lupita? You talking about Lupita? Yeah. Yeah, Lupita's. Oh yeah, Lupita's bad, man. Lupita's that's so bad, motherfucker. I still get it. I still. I, I still give bad to like. Like Kim, Kim K, still Kim K, Courtney. I, I still fuck with them. Nothing against, no, nothing against Chloe. I'm just talking about how they look. I'm just talking about how they look, man. They're beautiful. There's beautiful women right there. Even that Jordan Woods little girl. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, she's too. Yeah, too young for me. But yeah, she's she's pretty. She pretty. Who else around there? I don't know. Roberto, what about you, man? Who's the, like who one of the baddest like females? Just like a celebrity or whatever for you. Shakira for me, like all the way. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, Shakira. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, cool. Ebony, Ebony, are you still you still on that Marshawn Lynch shit? There's a couple I like. That little what's all right, well, let me guess. That motherfucker from the bird box, the bird the chocolate chocolate motherfucker. Oh yeah. No. No, 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 that wasn't black, All black people don't look alike, Ebony. Come on now. <laughs> no, there's a couple. There's a few of them. I'm not good with names, but you know, yeah. I like, uh, I really like this, this this one chocolate dude. He's in the, the room next door right now, you know. He, he'll be a celebrity. He is a celebrity. He is a celebrity, though. He is Deacon Balls. He will be. The world will know him. They're gonna be. There's gonna be a whole. There's gonna be a whole bunch of women knocking at his hotel room. Rihanna, Oprah. I mean, these are. You have a liking for. You have a crush on Sierra, uh, on Rihanna, and Oprah. Oh, you better go after Oprah, girl. No, man. Evan, I know it's somebody. I know it's somebody that you have a that you got a thing for besides that Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch looks like Monterey Jack from Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but you got a thing for him. Yeah, he do. No, he don't. She like she like you like John Cena. Just no, I do not hell. You married to Coco Beware? No, I don't know John Cena. She like, she like coffee. She like, what's the big dude from New Day name? Oh, hell no. Yeah, Big E. Uh, big E. Big E. Yep. Yeah. She like Michael Kroom Duncan. She like, she and she like Michael Kroom Duncan in there, walking around. <laughs> uh, chocolate man. It's only one chocolate guy for me. Yo, I'm not white. The actress uh, that plays Gamora, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh you talking about Zoe? <laughs> Zoe, yeah, Zoe. What's that girl name? Zoe Zaldana. You like Zoe Zaldana? Yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. She's nice. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson, Elizabeth Olsen, the chick that plays in this old, this old Spice commercial with uh, Dion Cole. Who is the black? Yeah, who's that black? I forget her name. She was on the game though. She was one of um, the light light skin motherfucker with the S curl. His his baby his baby mom. Mm, I can't think of her name. You know what I'm talking about? But she was in the Bobby Brown story. She was in the, she's in that Old Spice commercial with Dion Cole. I like her. I like her too. She's uh, she's something special. Um, so I mean, Ebony, you don't like none of was this Idris Elba? None of these motherfuckers. None of them. Okay, just, yeah, he, I like Chadwick Boseman. The Gap. Okay, she's oh, in. She, <laughs> I can see that you like uh, the movie. That's what I see. Yeah. It is great. It is great that you like to be with me. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Somebody, I challenge you to challenge. You talking about Mike? Oh, you talking about Slick? That's gonna be in the next one. No, you talking about uh, Grape Ape or whatever the fuck that was. What's the real dude's real name? What's the character's real name? They didn't want to put in the movie because it would have been considered that, racist. That is actually uh, Chad from. Uh, you remember uh, Crime I really don't remember that shit, but um. You remember Crime Time? Two black wrestlers. They used to fucking rob and steal from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nigga. I have to look that up and see. I didn't know that. I have to look that up and verify that shit. But it's the one from Crime Time. You lying? Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're gonna move. Tom Hanks movie gets the 
it's just get taken over by Somali pirates. See, this is I knew this. So, I knew, this is this is the racist yeah. shit I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't want no Angela Bassett. Yeah, twenty years ago, I fucked with her and Stella, but I don't. I'm, I'm not really a fan. I'm not really. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not a fan of women with biceps. That shit. That shit is a turn off. Hey, hey, if it was like a couple years ago, it'd be Rosario Dawson, right? Uh, I is she now? Shit, what you talking about? Wasn't she in what? That was the, what's the movie with the with the other chocolate nigga? The show. What's the? What? That, did, that didn't last. What's the show that didn't last, bro? The, the he wore the yellow shirt and shit. Huh? He wore the yellow shirt. The dude, the dark skinned nigga, the bald head with the goatee that was fucking Jessica Jones. Oh, oh. fuck's the name of that show? I can't remember that name, nigga name Michael Sullivan. Nah, I ain't talking about his name. What's the name of the damn show? Cage, whatever. Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Luke Cage, Luke Cage and shit. That motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Luke Cage. Hey, while we on that fuck Netflix for Disney that ain't that wasn't Netflix call, that was Disney's call, man. Disney Disney not playing. You don't fuck with Disney. Disney man, they some fucking They pimps. They are some pimps. Don't fuck with don't fuck with Disney on, on their on their money shit, man. Listen, here we gonna go to we move. We're going forward. We got peaches. We got peaches from Augusta, Georgia. And her question is, what does it take for, let me see. What does it take for a man to take a woman serious and fully respect her? Like no cheating, no flirting, just downright full of respect. I'm going to give it to the uh, to the most blunt person, to the reverend, Deacon Balls. What would it take, man, for you? No, nah, no, nah, fuck that. What? No, you got this, bro. What would it take, man, for you, for like, oh, what do you think it takes? Oh, I'm not going to put you in a position because your wife on the phone. What, is, what, do you, what do you think? What do you What do you think it takes for a woman, or like for you to take a woman seriously and fully respect her without, like, no bullshit, basically? You say without no bullshit. Without no bullshit. No cheating, no flirting on your end. Full, like fully respect none of that shit like you just straight like you on the straight and narrow what would it what would that take qualities that she have to have i would say she got not a cook but my wife don't know how to cook Linda, please i do you she still love i don't know boss i would say i don't know man she got no one to shut up damn <laughs> that <was so> <laughs> For sure, just, for sure. It's definitely a lot of women that do not respect. Mm. Talk, talk to you any kind of way. Talk down to you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. One of them. One of them. What they emasculate you right there in your face. Be able to like be able to just chill, joke at each other, all that good stuff. That's really. Okay. All right. All right, Roberto. Roberto, man, kick it for me, bro. I mean, for me, if you get what you give, so like if you're giving respect and, and all that stuff, but you're not getting it back, then it's like, like 
it's just on the other person maybe but you got to make sure that you're actually giving respect that you're that you're not being all flirty with other people that you're not cheating and all that shit that you're respecting the other person Okay. All right. Well, it's time for the host to give his stance on on that. What does a woman have to do in order for a man to just be like, no, like straight and narrow, no cheating, no nothing. All right. One, I need you to be mature. I need you to be very mature about dealing with things. And this and this right, this next one is asking for a lot because we're talking about an emotional creature on the I would say on the exterior, an exterior, that emotional creature on the exterior. I'm asking you to think logical. I'll say that again. I'm asking you to think to just think logical about the things that you go through and it will avoid a lot of arguments. You know what I'm saying? Like you use use logic. Use logic over emotion a lot of time. That's that's another that's an, exactly. That's how like I said that was that That was that like I said, that's asking for a lot. That's asking for a lot. <laughs> All right. Treat Hold on, hold on. I got, I got, I got more, I got more Deacon. I got more Deacon. What? Deacon West, let me, let me finish my shit. Okay. I don't mean, don't, don't interrupt Taylor Swift. Okay. Don't interrupt Taylor Swift. Okay, Kanye. Let me, let me continue. Match my energy, yo. Honestly, man, if you see, if you really got like a, like a good dude, I'm talking about like a good dude. And this is again, another thing asking a lot. Because you give somebody the world and they'll treat you like you're less than that for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things almost like, a, a, like spoiling, like spoiling a child in a sense. And it's not referring to women as a child. I'm not, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm doing. It may sound like that, but that's not what I'm doing. But what I'm using like an example is like when you spoil a child, you want to give a child everything and then you try to tell that child something and they just feel like they have you you know what i'm saying like i i don't have to listen to what you have to say so they it's like you stop respecting that individual you know what i'm saying as as roberto mentioned earlier we talked about the whole the whole respect thing just match energy you know what i'm saying if you see somebody going hard for you you know what i'm saying they're clearly just all about you then let them be all about you and you be all about them you know what i'm saying like there's no flirting no cheating no yeah just just respect you you know, to you have to you have to show respect you have to show respect in order in order to receive that that is that's matching energy you know what i'm saying like be straight up with an individual be truthful allow that individual to tell you the truth and in the same in return we get to a point where we get a soft spot for somebody and we're not able to be truthful with them and we tend to hide shit you know what mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying instead of just telling them straight what's what's going on you're like you gotta you gotta be straight up with with that individual that you're involved with if there's anybody that you should be able to tell the truth to that is the person that you're involved with but i will say it a lot of women are not able to take 
um, their man telling them the damn truth. Baby, do you think I look fat in these jeans? You knew the question. You knew the answer before you even asked the question. Period. You're not gonna tell me that shit. If you feel that way, why would you even come? Why would you come to that? Why? Why are we? Why are, we, why are you even here? So if he tells you, yes, you do look fat in these jeans, you take offense to that. Don't ask questions. <laughs> don't ask questions you are not prepared to hear the answer for. I don't. That's just. So you you put a guy in a situation where he's truthful with you. You're upset with him. You respect his honesty in the end. But you you put him in a position where it's like if I tell her this, she's gonna be upset and she's not gonna want to talk for like another fucking hour or something until you re until you say, hey, you wanna get something to eat. I don't know for whatever reason, getting something to eat, apparently that works, with, I get with some women. I won't say all women, but they're like, forget about being, well, they'll still be mad, but they, they're definitely down for eating. But I mean, just if you, for, it, really just have a woman that's like mature about shit and, and doesn't allow small, it doesn't allow small things to to get in the way of what's the bigger the bigger picture, really. That is how, you do you do that you be there you be there for a man you be there for a man you be his you 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 be you be his backbone you be his backbone that's that's really what that is as he is yours you you guys be a team man that that's how you get those great things in return cuz a guy needs somebody that well, really any anybody that's involved with something we need somebody that's reliable we need somebody that's going to be there for us, somebody we can confide in somebody that's going to build us up when we are down when they, that can see that can see the better in us when we don't see it in ourselves somebody that makes you a better person makes a makes a helps you be a better you that is how you do that that is that is that's my that's the best advice i can give to any anybody whether that's man woman what whatever woman man yeah that's that's the thing on that. So let's go to the next the next next joint we got. All right, we go to Holly, Holly from San Antonio, Texas. She has something for Ebony. Ebony is for you. It's like how does how Ebony? How do you balance being a mom, a wife, a podcast host, and maintaining your job? The second part of that question is: Do you feel overwhelmed, and how do you how do you cope with that? Well, juggling all these things, it can be, uh, I mean, challenging, but um, I think the easiest, which is what I struggle with, is it would be to, if you sit in a routine on certain things and you stick with it, it might seem that it's hard at first, but then after a while of doing it so much, you look back and you're like, man, that was actually easy. Like, it, you know, it, it really wasn't as hard as I thought it was. You know, having all these things, the job that I have, I, I can do that, you know. It, it, you know, as with any place, it depends on who you work for and where you work in. So um, with me, my job provides me a lot of support in regards to being a mom and a wife. And, and a great example would be like uh, getting ready to deploy, say, hey. Hey, how's your family doing? First of all, y'all got any issues that would hinder, you know, cause issues? You know, some people don't ask those types of things, you know, being in the military. You know, they just send you off somewhere. They don't care about your family or how your kids are doing, you know, and whatever the case is. You know, if my, my kids was in the hospital for five months. People don't take stuff like that in consideration a lot of times. And so for me, I'd say just having that type of support from my job is what helps me, you know, juggle being a mom and a wife and doing this podcast, um, if that if that makes any sense. And then the support from my husband as well, too, you know, and, and friends and family. That That's what helps me to juggle all of this and, and make it, so, to me, easy. And, you know, there are challenging days, 
But at the same time, I look at it as, well, you know what? My job is always going to be here. I'm replaceable. So, you know what? I need to step, you know, step off, you know, with that. And yeah, it'll be stressful. But then just saying that to myself, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. You know what? It's always going to be there no matter what. So what the hell am I stressing about? And then, you know, being with your family is is completely different things. You know, you want to create memories. You want to be this great mom that does like all this great stuff that everybody else is doing. And you can't, and that's okay. And you got to realize to help you juggle that type of stuff, you got to realize that you're not going to be that perfect mom or that perfect wife, or you're not going to be perfect at your job. And I think that's what help would ha- that's what helps me to balance everything out. As far as like, uh, what was the second question? Um, like, how do you cope with it? What do you do to cope with this shit? How do I cope? Man, I mean, to me, that's kind of like a I just cope with it. I just deal with it, I guess. You know, I just deal with it. I mean, stuff has to get done. So, I don't know. How do I cope? You know, I, I just, you know, go from day to day. Just be in the moment. At least try to be in the moment. Sometimes I'm always thinking five steps ahead. But at the same time, sometimes I have to just be in the moment of what's going on right now. That's kind of what helps me cope with it. What was the third question? It wasn't a third. That's it. <laughs> no, I thought you asked me three I'm taking a quiz. See, right now I'm doing the show, and I'm also doing a, a, a quiz or an exam online while I'm talking to y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. Well, you know, she's doing, she doing the damn thing. And being a mom, making sure this baby stays sleeping, don't start hollering. <laughs> what? Cool, cool, cool. Everybody, we uh, well, we appreciate your, your your thoughts on on that question that was made just for you. Here we go. Um, this is the last the last submission for tonight, and then we'll get into pretty much like closing remarks. Ebony's rant, if she does have one for the hundredth episode, make it a great one. But this is the submission. Last submission comes from Frank out of Jupiter, Florida, and this one's for me. Um, it is. Why did you choose to podcast? Did you always have a voice like this? And what's your ultimate goal Ultimate goal for the show? Well, Frank, I chose the podcast because I felt like I had a lot to say and I wanted a place to like say it for people just like me who had a voice and wanted to, again, wanted to voice it and be around and have great conversation in the process. It's therapeutic for me for someone who deals with like depression and having a lot of dark thoughts and feeling alone a lot of times it really does help me it, i don't feel alone because i feel like i mean granted my uh two of my best friends are are not in this very room with me but i feel like they are because they're on the show with me to have jeff to have ebony on the show with me every week if not every other week or whenever we're able to do the show based on scheduling it it, it, it keeps me going. It does keep me going. I love to do it. I love I love talking with them. I love hearing the banter between them two. I love them very dearly. And it just I don't know. I don't know. I just I really get inspired. I get inspired by by doing this. You know, doing the show. And it's just it's just it's just it's just fun doing so. Do it said. Did you always have a voice like this? No, I was a shy child my mother has this video when i was in cuba five years old for this christmas play and i 
literally am shy as shit. I have my hands down and, and hands in front of my face. Everybody's we're doing like up on a housetop, reindeer paws, whatever that song is called, the Christmas song. And I'm just shy as shit. I don't want to do it. And just growing up, I was just very, very shy. I was very self-conscious about like reading comprehension growing up. I really wasn't that great at it. I, I didn't have good handwriting. I still don't have good handwriting. I'm left-handed and my shit looks like hieroglyphics when I, when I write. It, it's just, yeah, I just, there are a lot of things about myself that I find myself like, yeah, I was very, I'm very shy about things and I afraid to even sing. Like knowing that it, I didn't really think I could sing that great, but uh, I learned later on by responses of of girls in high school that I can actually I can actually hold a tune pretty pretty well. So it was that was the start of like my coming out. As far as having a voice for podcasting, I I really didn't know that I had a voice for it until I yeah until I did it with with Jeff. Um, Jeff, Joe, and Ebony uh, doing and doing it, and it's just like, oh, I just wanted to perfect it. I just wanted to make sure it sound professional to the point where we don't just sound like a bunch of idiots on on the podcast. Just like something to where we could come together as as a team and and just have these conversations conversations we have all the time, just on the phone and shit. We're just presenting it to the world and the. And the last question, what's the ultimate goal with the show? The ultimate goal with doing this show is to present a platform where people who want to get their business out, people who want to get their voice out of there, if they can sing, if they rap, anything like the plat- the many shows that I, that, uh, that I run, I want to have a platform to where people could come and and get their self out there because when they grow their audience here is my audience our audience for that matter and we all grow together it's all about building you know what i'm saying it's like having something doing basically doing something you love doing something you love with the people you love and being able to make a decent profit from it hopefully someday Right now, look at us as interns. We're perfecting our chops so that when an opportunity arises, we'll be ready for that shit. That is what the ultimate goal of this is. I would love to have, uh, like, uh, like I would say the, the model that I follow doing this show is Steve Harvey. To have, like, to be able to host my own uh, talk show. To have a radio show and other you know other ventures being able to like the host uh, like the new years and shit like he did or host anything i don't plan on fucking up the miss america pageant the way he did though i i, I hope I, I hope i do a better job than that of uh, reading the cards but i mean steve has definitely set the bar high and i plan on reaching that motherfucker and and, and taking it even higher that is the plan for this I mean, we'll see. Well, I mean, you'll listen to this show some years from now. Remember what I said and that I'm determined. The one line I will leave with my listeners, our our listeners, is I'm too stubborn to fail. I'm, I'm basically using everything I used to try to go outside when I was on punishment, using that determination towards re- achieving the goal that, that's set, that I have set before me, and that is to make it like make it very successful and build wealth with with this show being like the you know the the start of it that's that's the plan that i have for me and my team and if it doesn't make any sense for me to be big 
and nobody else around and the people that that was there from the beginning not being big with me i don't want to be diddy i'd rather be rick ross i'm more maybach music than bad boy records i want everybody around me to have their own shit that is that is the plan that's how i want to move so yeah, so Frank, thank you for that sub submission, man. I appreciate you being a fake, uh, I would say, a faithful listener of the show. And yeah, that's all I got. Well, yeah, we still, we still here, man. Roberto, man, um, hundred show, bro. Is there anything that you wanted to add before we, uh, we close this thing out? Oh, uh, not too much. Just, yeah, like it's been fun being on the show. Like the few episodes I've been on, it's been pretty fun. It's definitely interesting, like hearing uh, the opinions that people have on here. Uh, Jeff, especially, right? Like, I, I hang around him a lot and stuff, but, like, just, so just knowing that other people are hearing some of the shit that he says, it, it, it brings a smile to my face, to be honest, because I'm fucking hilarious. I know. I'm a cold-hearted bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I say same. Yeah, but also, uh, yeah, you know, just let the people that you care about know that you care about them. Like, don't ever take them for granted. Like, you know. Like how uh, was saying, like if you got a good job, then take that for granted. Like yeah, you know, just make sure you appreciate the shit in your life. Right? Cool, cool. Alright, well, you know, obviously for those listening to this show, be sure to submit your um submissions to the Your Two Cents um segment of the show. Where and uh, you can do that by emailing us at officialromimac at gmail dot com. You pretty much put, you can put your first name, you put both first name, last name, uh, the city and state where you're from, and just the question that you have for either me, myself, Romy Mac, or the questions you have for anybody else, yeah, anybody else on the panel, Jeff, Ebony, Roberto, Mike, just anybody else is just like ongoing guests that are for the show, and 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 we'll go, and going further in the, the next show, we'll discuss that, and, and we'll go from, and we'll go from there. Definitely follow the show on instagram you can fo follow that on let's see the the two the two cents page which the two cents ig page is the two cents the podcast is the you the tech yeah what is it tag name username whatever the fuck it is yeah username there you go. Yeah, we getting we're gonna get to that. We definitely gonna get to that, man. And then the official Romy Mac page. But um yeah, the official <laughs> Romy <laughs> the official Romy Mac IG page. You could you can follow there. You can also follow on Twitter as well. Yeah, just look at the yeah, pretty pretty much just drag down the the arrow on the YouTube page and it'll have all the contact information there. But uh thank you guys again for being a part of the hundredth episode of Two Cents. But from uh from Romy Mac, from Deacon Balls, better known as Karoon Bay, from Sugar Boogum, Ebony, and of course Roberto, we thank you guys for listening with us. Peace. We out. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. 
To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.19.